0: This is episode 40, the Sleek Geek Nutrition Blueprint. This episode is sponsored by Vitaforce, a proudly South African brand that produces top quality vitamin and mineral supplements, and you can find out more about them at www.sleekgeek.co.za forward slash Vitaforce. Welcome to the Sleek Geek Health Revolution podcast. My name is Eric Charles and I am here with Ilan Lohman to help you discover how you can build healthy habits and live a better life. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get to it. Hey Sleeks, it's Ilan
1: here. I'm here with Eric, and today we're talking about the Sleek Geek Nutrition Blueprint. How's it, Eric? How are you doing?
0: Hey, Alan, I'm good, thank you. Good to be here. Good to be back talking about this again. And yeah.
1: Wonderful. I mean, I'm really excited about today's uh, chat. We're doing this remotely um, today. So Eric and, uh, and I aren't together, but we can see each other on video. And uh, what we're really talking about today is the culmination of about 10 years worth of knowledge that we've accumulated around nutrition and, you know, Sleek Geek's nutritional philosophy has taken us many years to figure out what out there, you know, there's so much information, what out there works, Mm. what doesn't work. And obviously our goal is to distill what does work down to a simple digestible form that people in our community Mm. and people we coach can use to improve their eating and to lose weight and maintain it. So. Today, we're going to be diving into that because, as we mentioned in our last podcast where we talked about the movement blueprint, we are overhauling the um, challenge vault for our eight-week challenge, and we're going to be developing some exciting video content and content in that vault, talking to our philosophies around all the various pillars of Sleeky, how to move better, how to eat better, how to sleep better, how to think better, how to manage your stress, etc. So today, we're honing in. Mm -hmm. On nutrition, and we're going to share some of. We're going to take a high-level view because we've only got 40 minutes, and there's lots of points to cover. But we're going to share a high-level view on our core nutritional principles. And mm. so, pay attention if that's something that you would like to improve. So, Eric, we're going to talk about the food list first. Good place to start.
0: Yeah. Well, or is there something else you'd
1: like to say in you know in addition to that intro?
0: No, I'm happy. I think we should dive right in. You know, I mean, the only thing to add is that our approach to nutrition isn't necessarily trying to be the best approach to nutrition in the world. We're just trying to make it simple. We're trying to make it logical and understandable. Something that people can progress through step by step, one at a time, as they become more comfortable and confident with making nutrition changes in their life. And it all kind of focuses around our concept of healthy habits. Um... So yeah, I mean, if we dive into the very first core uh, element of the Nutrition Blueprint, the very first one is actually going through the Sleeky Food List and looking at what healthy foods you actually like and you're willing to eat. Now, this is an important distinction compared to other diets out there where they will say, these are the healthiest foods in the world, you should eat them. These are the unhealthiest foods in the world, you should not eat them. And like, that's how it is. Whereas yep. and like, at Sneaky, what we try and do is we try and say, what healthy foods do you actually like? And what food are you willing to eat? Because there are so many different healthy foods out there that you don't have to eat the so-called healthiest ones ever to get yep. the most benefits. I mean, for me, I don't like asparagus. If you told me asparagus was the healthiest food in the world, I still wouldn't eat it. Or I would try, but I wouldn't eat it as often. Or Brussels sprouts. You know, Yeah, I mean, like you and I, we have fairly similar um, taste preferences. It's quite interesting, actually. Um, but for me personally, I really enjoy like crunchy carrots and sweet bell peppers, especially in their raw, like fresh form. Yeah. Um, I would much rather eat that than have them cooked. So I know that. Or, yeah. uh, you know, opposed to broccoli. Like steamed broccoli to me is, is not my favorite. But I will eat like raw cucumber something I can crunch and it's fresh like any day. And to me, that's important. But I do like tender
1: stem broccoli, for example.
0: You know, I don't yeah, and, and that's Yeah, and that's exactly, it's up to you. You know, th- this is all about the person as an individual having a look at the Sleeky Food List, which is quite a big variety of possible healthy foods and saying, out of all these, these healthy foods here, these are the ones I like. And I'm going to focus yeah. on those because that's gonna make the diet a lot more enjoyable for them.
1: And I think you touched on an important keyword there with you said it's quite a wide spectrum, a lot of variety. And I think that that's, you know, without people, you know, some people might be listening to this podcast for the first time they haven't seen our food list, they don't have a point Mm. of reference. And the first thing is, you know, generally when people hear food lists in the health and fitness industry, they expect it to be something quite restrictive. you know, or sometimes food lists relate to different eating like ideologies, which, yeah. you know, cut out whole food groups like, oh, you know, mm. all carbs are bad or all or, or this is a bad, all that's bad. So yeah. yeah. First, first thing to note is that the sleeky food list is quite wide and broad, mm. and but we, but we have still split it into green and orange and red foods mm. based on the amount of processing.
0: That's gone. Which I, think is, no. which I think is very helpful, you know. I mean, like yeah. the green the green list, it's basically, it contains minimally processed healthy foods that you want to eat more often and eat more of because they're usually better for you in your goals. So this might be lean mints, it might be broccoli, it might be rolled oats, it might be almonds, you know, going to the protein, carbs, veg, healthy fats kind of categories. Um, yeah. So the green list contains these minimally, healthy, uh, minimally processed healthy foods that you want to eat more of and more often. Then the orange list contains uh, it's more neutral, context dependent, maybe even controversial or debatable foods mm. that we encourage you to eat sometimes in moderation if you really want to, because they're fairly in, inconsequential for you and your goals. Um, yeah. You know, some like for me, a, a great one, a great example here is something like whole wheat bread whole wheat bread like bread is is so controversial in the health industry like some people like they, they believe it's like the most evil thing in the world and other people like they really don't mind so for me personally i eat a fair amount of whole wheat bread whole grain bread rye bread that kind of thing because it's it's it helps me eat better now i'm not putting butter and jam and honey on my bread, at least not often, anyways. <laughs> uh, mm. Most of the time, it's me making a sandwich with some cold meats and/or and, cream cheese and things like that. I'm, or even putting like burger patties on it if I'm too lazy and they like, actually get the rolls. It's me using whole grain bread, which has got good fiber in it, to facilitate yeah. other healthy foods. Like if I'm loading up a, a lean burger patty on top of the whole grain bread or if I'm putting eggs on there, you know, it's facilitating me eating healthy foods. So for me, it's an orangeless food that I eat sometimes in moderation because it's either inconsequential, doesn't make much, it's not as bad as a chocolate for for comparison. And I think context and comparison is important, right? You know, people can say, oh, bread is evil. But like, what does bread do to you? Assuming you aren't uh, a celiac, uh, what does bread do to you compared to eating a bar one chocolate? They're, they're very different so people are very quick to like demonize bread and things like that but this is where the orange food list comes into play because it it's neutral or context dependent or inconsequential foods that you may include because you like them or because they make yeah. your life easier yeah.
1: but it's also personal because yeah. you, know, in our, you know we talk about when we do our kitchen uh, makeover we talk mm. about foods being green light or orange light or red light and I think yeah. that corresponds almost to our food list, in a sense. It can, yeah. That in a sense, you know, not in every situation, but in a sense that basically, for those of you listening, all it means is some of us have green, green kind of list foods, which are they're good for us. Whatever you can have them in your house, they they're healthful and they're going to help you to goals. The orange mm-hmm. are kind of the ones that, you know, you can probably eat in moderation. And then the red light ones, for example, are, you know, ones that you literally can't portion control. You're going to binge on. So, you know, Mm. the difference between me and you is for me, bread, I can't really keep it in the house because I'll like polish off the whole loaf. Um, Mm. Whereas, you know, you able to have your one Mm. or two slices and and be done with it. That's what I also love about the personalization nature of the list is Mm. person can decide, you know, whether something is going to be helpful to them in the the context of their own taste preferences and and their own lives.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: Peanut butter is is another great one, you know, it's controversial. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The industry loves to, loves to like put peanut butter on a pedestal, but we all know that it can be extremely high in calories Mm. and... You know, some people can have a jar in, the, in their cupboard and, and, and use it every now and then, moderately. Some yeah. people will, will eat half the jar at midnight, and mm. not very helpful at all. So, yeah. It's a, no, it's, good, it's good to know that
0: kind of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Be self-aware. Okay. So, as you, as you hinted, there's also the red list, and this generally contains the, the highly processed food products that you want to eat less of and less often, because they're usually worse for your new goals. So you can kind of see the green, orange, and red list is laid out as continuum, right? Sorry, looks like you want to say something there.
1: No, no. I mean, uh, you, you you carry on with that thought. I was just basically saying, like, for people out there to conceptualize the red list, it's what we typically consider as junk food. You know, the type of things we call junk food are probably what you'll find on the red list.
0: Right? Yeah, it's more processed food products. It's, you know, the the continuum going from green, orange to red is is. You literally, like the green side is generally the more minimally processed healthy foods that you want to intentionally eat more of. On the other side of the spectrum, the red list is, yes, the red list is highly processed foods that you deliberately want to eat less of. And then oranges are somewhere in between. And I'll give some examples. Like a red list food might be McDonald's French fries. Orange list version might be homemade potato wedges made in your air fryer. And then the green list version could just be baked potato. Straight up baked baked potato, Red list version might be tomato sauce. Orange list might be tomato puree. And green list might be tomatoes. Red list might be fruit juice. Orange list might be apple sauce or apple puree. Green list might be tomatoes.
1: Uh,
0: Apples. Apples. Um, Apples. Yeah, so fruit juice, apple sauce, you know, apple juice, apple sauce apples you can see how there's a continuum of processedness there um and you could apply this to to common foods like chicken as well like the red list might literally be kfc deep fried chicken you know exactly it, it's something it's like, you, you really want to eat less. Be,
1: orange might be like a rotisserie chicken from Woolies, like yeah Or oh, even good. a crumb can
0: main beer
1: or oh, yeah like a schnitzel or something like that mm. i mean i think you know these things are quite intuitive at the end of the day i mean to me the green list are the typical foods that most people would think of as being, okay, those are like healthy whole foods. The orange yeah. list, I would say, are the things that people are not sure. Like, mm. if you're not sure about something, it's most likely an orange list. And mm. then the red ones are the ones we just, we know they're not going to serve us at all. Um, and I I mean, most the beauty
0: people, of this, yeah?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think I made my point, yeah.
0: The beauty of this this food list is that, you don't necessarily have to memorize it because once you've understood the concept, whenever you look at a food, you think to yourself, is this food in its like least processed form? Like yeah. could this apple be any less processed or could this apple juice be any less processed? You, as soon as you start thinking about how, how processed it is or if there, at least, if there are better versions of it. If there's a better version of something it's a good chance the food is on an orange or a red list whereas if there isn't a better version it's often on the green list. Um, I mean that's so quite interesting, interesting.
1: I, I had a boss once you know this was pre-muscle geek days mm. and you know then when I was unhealthy and whatever like I always looked at him and I was like oh he's the healthy guy you know yeah um, he has this very simple principle he's like he doesn't like to eat food that he can't recognize like mm. You know, yeah. like if he, if he eats chicken or whatever, he wants to be able to see that it was chicken or, you know, mm. like, you know, you know, by comparison, if you eat a Vienna or a sausage, you can't see what the original form of that food was. You know, you probably don't want to know. <laughs> can, exactly. I mean, a vegetable, you can recognize what a sweet potato looks like, you know, versus, yeah. you know, like sweet potato fries or whatever. So that's another good way to look at it.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I think the reason we have this continuum is because, we're not saying these foods are bad and these foods are good. Yeah. We're saying these foods are most likely better for your goals or worse for your yeah. goals. And this is important because it kind of takes the morality out of food. You know, you're not a bad person because you ate a donut. You, you ate a donut and, and maybe it just it wasn't the best food for you to eat for your goals. And that's okay. Like you get to decide that. I mean, um, an example is like this weekend coming up with my bachelor party and i'm not going to be sitting there going uh is this food on the green list like the goal of that bachelor party is not for me to be healthy the goal is for me to have fun to enjoy myself yeah. to celebrate so to in that moment you could i could almost redefine what what foods mean to me in that moment like if my goal is to have a good time then beer is Basically, a green list <laughs> item for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Beer is a great start, exactly.
0: I get to uh, choose. I can just, I... uh, yeah, sorry. sorry so when yeah, I, I, motion, get, yeah. it's hard for me to see when you're talking. It's a little bit of a delay. Yeah. Um, no, it's just, you know, the greenest items are generally better for you and your goals if your goal is weight loss or to be healthy. But sure. as soon as your yeah. goals change to, quality time, building your relationships, managing your stress, whatever, then maybe, you know, that's when the orange and the red list come into play and you're allowed to eat what you want, you know, it's up to you.
1: Sure. I mean, look, I think, I think, you know, we, we, we joke about this and for us, it's pretty normal. Um, Um, but, But I think, you know, I mean, I'm always aware that people out there listening to this podcast, people in our community, the context that they live in is because there's so much confusion around Mm. food and there's so much mixed messaging I think for a lot of them they believe that living a healthy lifestyle does indeed mean cutting everything out um not being able to enjoy certain foods again cutting out food groups and you know as you say like I think there's a lot of shame and morality Mm. that's been attached to different foods you know like if you eat junk food you're a bad person but I also think Mm. that you know with some of the food ideologies out there, we've also, people have become a lot, you know, there's like a food anxiety that I had myself in the beginning of my journey. You know, at the start of my journey, um, you know, I drank the Kool-Aid on the whole paleo thing. And, you know, I, I know people do it with keto and all these kind of things as well. And basically, you know, people are told that you know, like read the labels because these things are going to kill you. You know, I remember, yeah. I remember once having a meeting with someone who wanted to like work with Sleek Geek and they were developing uh, protein powders and supplements and that kind of thing. And I remember sitting yeah. there with this guy, he must've thought I was a nut job, but like he was yeah. very polite. Like I was sitting there with this guy saying, yeah, you know, but I see that your protein powder has sucralose in it, which is a, you know, an artificial sweetener. And mm. You know, I'd gotten into my head that that was like the devil, and it was going to shorten my lifespan, and mm. you know, all of these things. The same thing with you know the way people get around diet sodas. So, yeah. um, so, so the point that I'm making is, I'm sure that like you and I always say that the truth lies somewhere in the middle. You know, yeah. I'm sure that there are there is truth to you know a lot of um, you know these beliefs, but at the same time. Mm. You know, I've let go of this idea that if on one Saturday at Eric's bachelor's I end up having a hamburger and chips, that that's gonna take years of my life. Because yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm confident. Yeah. I'm confident in the fact that 90% of the time I'm eating my vegetables twice a day, I'm mm. making sure that I get all my macronutrients in. And most mm. of the time I'm living well and I'm asleep in the same way that like if I go to bed at an appropriate time you know, every night on a weekday and I have a late night on a Friday, that's not going to, you know, take years of my life necessarily yeah. as opposed mm. to if I was having a late night every night. So I think it's really important that people understand that, as you said, you know, it's it's goal-related, outcomes-based. I mean, certain, mm. foods, are gonna certain mm. foods are not going to help your um, weight loss goals. Certain foods are not going to help other health outcomes. And it's yeah. just about the trade-off that you're willing to make in your life. You know, some people, when I work with a new client, they'll often say to me, you know what, you know, cause you, you know, as I do, we always ask clients, what are they prepared to give up? What are they not prepared to give up? Mm. You know, what trade-offs mm. they are willing to make? Some people are adamant, like they're not prepared to give up their glass of wine that they have with dinner every yeah. night. And that's yeah. okay. That's okay. to manage expectations,
0: yeah. 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 I mean, like you also say, like the poison's in the dose. So, I mean, if you have a, a beer this weekend, if that's your only beer for the week, it's it's, it's not going to do too much. Um, if you have it more often than that, it might slow you down a bit. And it's up to everyone to kind of decide are they making the kind of progress they need or not, they want to or not, and whether yeah. they need to clean up more or not. So anyways, that was a long 20 minutes for us to introduce the food list, but I think it set the scene very well. The Sorry, I intention. intention. <laughs> no, it is good. I think people would enjoy it. And the, the, the intention went behind... Oh, sorry,
1: there is like a lag.
0: Uh, No.
1: No, I was just saying the only reason I went off on a tangent is I'm passionate about the fact that I want people to not feel like, you know, that they can't have anything that they enjoy ever again if they want to live a healthy lifestyle. So sorry, you could
0: So the intention behind the food list element as the start of the core core part of the, the nutrition blueprint, that we want people to print out something like the food list and actually know what healthy foods are like and are willing to eat so we normally encourage clients to actually print out the food list physically highlight things and make their own lists of what healthy foods they want to focus on the next step is to actually look at what we call the healthy meal template and we want them to get an idea of what a healthy meal might look like for them at Sleeky because we're fairly agnostic we tend to go with a pretty simple formula that's protein plus carbs plus fats Plus veg equals meal it's literally like one plus one plus one plus one equals four um and the goal there is to kind of just uncomplicate making meals you know like if i want to have dinner tonight i think okay what what protein am i going to have let's yep. see what what protein on the food list do i like that's healthy okay let's get some chicken uh next what what kind of um veg can i add there you know start with protein add the veg in next really bulk up the veg okay what goes with the chicken let's have elan's tender stem broccoli um and now okay what, what carbs can we have with that maybe like a, a baked potato or yep. something like that maybe some rice um and then finally how can we round off some fat maybe there's some healthy fat we cook with maybe we add some cheese maybe we drizzle some olive oil over the the broccoli yep. um, maybe we add some chopped or um crisped um, almonds um, you know, it's, it's literally as simple as that. Now, that's a very boring example, but the, the idea is, okay, every time you make a meal, protein plus veg plus carbs plus fat equals meal. It's as simple as that.
1: And I love it because it gives you the building blocks to build on top of. Um, mm. You know, I'm, I'm working with a new client at the moment, and, you know, she's got decent cooking skills, but we've been working mm. using our template on, you know, meals for her because she's vegetarian and vegan as well. Um, although she's been willing to, you know, she's been willing to include some chicken and some fish, which has been helpful for me. But the point is, is like, even though she knows how to cook well, like she agrees Mm. with me, you know, like in the the Navy SEALs or whatever, they say that like, you know, when you, you you know, you, you fall to the level of your training when you're like kind of in the heat of the battle. And Mm. so what I find is you know, not everybody has the time to make gourmet meals and intricate meals mm. and spend the time and the energy on variety foods. And you can only normally mm. do that when life's going well. But as you know, it's leaky. we like to focus on when life's messy. And yeah. I find that, you know, when life's messy and life is busy and, and things, you know, are really spinning out of control, if you know the simple formula, then you can yeah. at any time just construct a decent meal. And hey, if yeah. you've got more time... And you want to get fancy, and you've got some skills, and you know you want to get creative, then you can always um, take these base principles, and you can start Mm. to make slightly more. You can layer more interesting kind of um, Mm. meals on top of that. But I think it's it's a really good base and a foundation to get.
0: Yeah, I like I like you talking about skills because I mean you can say okay, let's say let's say eating chicken is a core part of your meal template for most of your meals you can then go and learn the skill of cooking chicken in five or six different ways you can go look at jamie oliver recipe you can go look at whatever and you can find ways to make that chicken taste amazing and you can yep. go and research what pairs well with chicken and you can build yeah. on from there and it can also be with tofu like okay maybe it's plant-based maybe you know maybe it's mm. it's fish instead like well how how can you cook hake really well how can you cook tofu really well And what pays well with that. So rather than just, you know, relying on someone telling you everything, you know, it's almost like school where you could either, your kids can either learn to understand a concept or they can just be told what to do and parrot that. So a lot of people, they'll go and find a recipe online and they'll follow it to the T and then boom, they have a healthy meal. But now Hmm. you ask them to do that again, but like slightly differently, they'll be like, "I, I can't, like, that's not what the recipe says. Exactly. Whereas if you learn the skill of how do you cook chicken? How do you cook fish? How do you cook oats? How do you cook potato? How do you cook rice uh, in ways that make them taste good? Then it's easy. And the, the simplicity behind it is, I mean, remember like when I used to come to you and work from your office in Greenpoint, um, sometimes there were days I'd wake up and like we decide within like 10 minutes that like, I need to leave and, and come come to you. I could literally open my cupboard and go, okay, I need a protein. I need a protein. Ah, uh, there's a tin of tuna, or there's a packet of biltong, or there's yeah. a um, yeah. leftover chicken breast. Okay, I need uh, some veg. Oh, I, there's some carrots. I can grab those. Some bell peppers and baby tomatoes. No prep required. Yeah. I can grab that. I need carbs. Okay, uh, there's some fruit. Let me get an apple. Let me get a banana. And then some fat. Let me get a little um, thing of uh, almonds or some like chunks of coconut. And like within five minutes, <laughs> I can put together a, a lunchbox for myself, um, as and, simple and I as I like
1: that. It. I like- I like that idea because what I've also found is a lot of people are attached to the idea of a meal looking like a meal, you know, mm. in, in a sense that, you know, what you've just described is you, you've you pieced together a few things like, you know, oh, I have a tin of tuna, I eat like a carrot, you know, and yeah. I put all these things together and it actually equals a meal. Whereas most people mm. conceptually, they almost want the kind of meal you could take a photograph of and it would look like everyone. Like a
0: complete yeah, meal. Family, meal
1: exactly i think sometimes you've got to be open-minded especially when it comes to lunch and you're on the run like most people probably yeah. wouldn't want a dinner, a dinner like that you know i'm not necessarily going to sit at the dinner table with two boiled eggs and a carrot and whatever it might yeah. be but like as a lunch as a lunch strategy or even you know while i'm starting my work day as a strategy it's it's a great way to disassemble a meal and i think it's really also good for people who are on the move so conceptually mm. i like that i mean I really like the idea of simplifying the meals um, as we've spoken about it. And one of the other reasons why I like that is because even though we don't count calories, I think portion Mm -hmm. control is, and and those kind of things are easier when you have more simple meals. So for example, even though we don't count calories as such a sleek geek and we use hand portions typically, um, you know, if you are focused on getting a certain amount of protein in your diet or, or whatever it might be, it's really hard to tell if you go and make a curry, or if you go and make a lasagna with stew mm. or yeah. you know something that you're gonna portion like that. It's really hard to tell what you end up with on your plate. Um, yeah. You know, particularly if you're cooking for your family. So I'm not saying there's no place for those kind of meals, but I mm. definitely think that there's so many benefits to compartmentalizing your meals. And then making yeah. sure that you have like the right kind of ratios that way you can tell quite easily if your carbohydrates are way out of balance with your protein for example yes. you know when you've got like when you've got chicken and a uh, chicken breast and rice on a plate it's very much yeah. easier to tell that you've got way too much rice and too little chicken versus if you're yeah. dishing up like a chicken curry you know on some rice yeah so i mean a great way to to
0: elaborate there is to say If someone makes a chicken pasta you know it's they're usually making a massive bowl of pasta and then like sprinkling a few pieces of chicken on top or absolutely it could be like a chicken breast on the plate and they could then serve a equivalent amount of pasta like the pasta could be just a portion of the plate almost as if you were to put a bit of rice on your plate pasta doesn't have to be the whole dominant part of the meal but now talking about carbs something you can also do with the healthy meal template is you can you don't have to have an exact even split. We recommend like similar amount of protein, some amount of carbs, some amount of fats and of course veggies. Yeah. But maybe on your workout days, you could have slightly more carbs, higher carb meals and on your yeah. rest days, you could have lower carb meals or for breakfast, you could have a low carb breakfast and then enjoy a higher carb dinner later in the evening. You know, you're able to yeah, play around with it a little bit. There.
1: Absolutely, I think that's a good point, Eric. Because sometimes people who like rules-based, they don't like to break the rules, and they yeah. they it, it hurts their head if they don't like mm. follow it. So I think we need so to like it. let know. You know we, yeah. we need to let people know that like it is flexible. Like for example, not everyone's going to be able to get brightly coloured vegetables in a breakfast. Yeah. Uh, I mean, look, there are strategies to do that. There's no reason why you can't have an omelette or scrambled eggs and throw some spinach in there. And, you know, so I'm not saying, you know what, you must, must have vegetables at breakfast, but I'll let you off the hook. There are ways to do it. Um, By the same token, like you said, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't have a carbohydrate source at every meal because I tend to prefer a slightly lower carb lifestyle. Um, Mm. you know, not that I mind carbs and not that carbs are evil, but I definitely find that as a strategy, if you want to, if you're in a weight loss kind of phase, reducing carbs is an easy way to reduce calories. Um, Uh. and it's, it's probably carbs are the one, um, food group macronutrient that I'm prepared to kind of give up. You know, I don't want to give up on my protein. I don't want to give up on my healthy fats and I don't want to give up on my vegetables. So yeah. That's, that's the food group I'm prepared to, but you know the next person like you, if you're doing heavy weightlifting or whatever, you might be like, there's no ways I'm giving up on, on my yeah. carbohydrate portion. So mm. you know people out there, like like Eric said, you know you don't have to be perfect. You can adapt the strategy slightly um, according to your needs. But one thing I yeah. do feel quite adamant about, and that we do teach, is you know start with the protein. You know like mm. there's a reason why we say protein plus colourful veg etc. Start with the protein and the veg and then ultimately, you know, get to to your carbohydrates um, and your your fuel sources um, would be money. I agree. Make
0: protein and make make protein and veg like the the stars of your meal, round it off with carbs and fats. Um, so the intention behind this part of the plan of the blueprint is to actually decide what does a healthy meal look like for you. Some people they may have a preference, some people may not have any preference at all. But regardless of what it is, decide what, what what does your like you can't you know you can't hit a target if you if you aren't aiming for one. So yeah. decide what what you want your meals to look like, what you believe is healthy. If you're not sure, make it an even split of protein, carbs, uh, veg and fats. Um, once you have that, the next step is to actually create a meal menu for yourselves. And now the idea here is you know, when you go to a restaurant, you sit down, they give you the they give you the menu. And you go, look, okay, it's breakfast time. Let me see what they have for breakfast on there. Or it's lunch. Okay, what, what are the lunch options? Or I feel like pizza. What is their, What are the pizza options on the menu? The idea yeah. is you can you don't go to the restaurant and then you tell the chefs all the individual ingredients you want them to use to make like a custom meal for yourself. Although yeah. you sometimes do that, I must admit. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. With your
0: endless, endless customization of meals. But no, that the <laughs> idea is we want you to create a meal menu for yourself at home, which is what it sounds like. It's a collection of go-to meals that you've written down. So when you need inspiration, when you're not sure what to eat, you can pull up that menu and go, okay, tomorrow night, let me have this meal. For me, a common go-to meal is simply eggs, eggs on toast with some veg on the side. It's like, it's just, if I eat that for breakfast, I eat that for lunch, I eat that for dinner. It's like a backup plan in case I have nothing planned for myself. Um, that's an example that. of a go-to.
1: I love that idea. It reminded me of when I used to DJ. Like, I, I was a DJ at Varsity. And, like, what I would do is I would keep a pile of, like, the the, the songs that I knew would always get, like, you know, like everyone would go nuts for them. And so if at yeah. any, I had this little pile on the side. So if at any time in the evening um, the party looked like it was, you know, waning a little bit, I would pop one of those in, mm-hmm. and it was a sure crowd pleaser, and everyone would just yeah. like be – so, like, those are, like, my top hits. And I think it's similar in the sense that, you know, you've got, like, you've got, like, these little top hits in your, yes. in your kind of meal exactly. repertoire, which you just know, you know what, like, I can pull that out quickly and I'm going to enjoy it and it's going to hit the yes. spot and it's going to do what I want nutritionally. So, you know, you have this little, like, kind of, like, cheat list there on the side. And, you know, yeah. I think that that's extremely helpful for people. Um, because often, you know, we get caught in our pants down in the sense, I think most things go wrong for people when they suddenly mm. um, are under pressure and they haven't prepared. Yeah. So, yeah. people end up end up ordering Uber Eats and end up ordering takeaways or going the convenience route because, first of all, they didn't have the plan that you just mentioned, this menu. They, they, yeah. didn't, the, they didn't have the things in their cupboard or in their fridge that are on that menu, and mm. they suddenly get stuck without having thought about it. So, I think it's like a really, really great tool. And I like that you've called it a menu. I mean, I know we've probably sidestepped the word meal plan, um, you know, in terms of, you know, what people understand for a meal plan. But to me, to me, it is a personal meal plan in a sense. Like instead of us saying, here's your meal plan, which, mm. you know, you can't just give someone a generalized meal plan because as Eric has explained in the beginning, you know, this is very personal to you and what you would like to eat. So here mm. are you making your very own meal plan where you're saying, okay, here are the foods I'd like to eat now I'm going to take that Sleeky meal template and I'm going to assemble, you know, some meals. And mm. here's a few go-to, I mean, I don't know how you do it with your clients, Eric, but when I work with my clients, I like them to have like five go-to dinners, five go-to lunches.
0: Mm. Yeah, and five those
1: And yeah. And basically, you know, they just make sure that they have those. And then, you know, when they're feeling more adventurous, they can be. They don't have to eat those things mm. all the time. But those are just like kind of like more the the staple day-to-day things that they can depend on.
0: Yeah, and very importantly, most of those go-to meals should be quick and easy. They should be healthy and they should be meals they generally enjoy. And yeah. But most importantly, they should be meals that you typically always have the ingredients available on hand. Um, I've always got tinder tuna. I've always got frozen veg in the freezer. I've always got raw carrots and bell peppers and baby tomatoes and cucumbers in the fridge. I've always got rolled oats. I've always got eggs. I've always got... You know, even bread. Like I've always got these these staple items staple. that I yeah. know. Even if I ha- have nothing planned, today, I've, I've bought nothing from the shops particularly to eat today or this week. Yeah. I will always yeah. still have those ingredients on hand, or I have some of them to make something anyways. Um, I, I like the, the topic idea. Yeah, I think I think we should put your DJ skills to the test. My wedding coming up. What is one song that you think is going to be a crowd pleaser? <laughs>
1: You are a different generation to me um, yeah. I'm trying to think I'm trying to think from, from my generation Which would also appeal to your generation
0: uh, sure. Okay well how about I'd
1: say Alice Cooper Poison I mean
0: <laughs> Okay Alice right, Cooper Poison Okay well We'll see how it goes <laughs> what,
1: is your, what, is your DJ,
0: what is your DJ name back then? DJ-ish <laughs> DJ, oh yeah, I'm a uh, DJ-ish DJ-ish
1: I mean, it's, it's funny because if you if you go back to my varsity days No one even knew what yeah. my real name was Because I was on the radio station as a DJ yeah. And that was the DJ name that I used so On campus, like there were very few people Only people in my inner circle actually even knew my name um, Yeah
0: Did so everyone so just call you DJ-ish or what?
1: Yo, ish Like I just, Even the lecturers <laughs> called me ish You know, it's yeah. like weird and then when I left Barclay, oh, I realized, okay, no no one in the working career is going to take me seriously with the nectar. <laughs> that, all, that all stopped about 20 years ago. Uh, but, but, but yeah, I mean, having these go-to meals, I mean, it's useful. I mean, I even remember when, when I was a kid, you know, I don't think my family was an advert for healthy eating. Well, actually, funny, yeah. enough, my mom went through a wayless phase and we always said, I remember us having this really bland fish and vegetables my dad used to have to make up, but what we did when I was a kid was we had like specific nights of the week. Like we knew that like, you know, Monday was chicken, Tuesday was fish, Mm -hmm. you know, Wednesday Wednesday was whatever. And like, so we kind of had like a set thing that made it easier for my parents to shop. And, you know, I think those kind of strategies can be quite useful. I mean, look, I know that people are different and some people just love variety. Like, you know, this is the thing is when we work with different clients, some people, they must cook fresh. Like my fiance, Mm to cook fresh, whereas I can cook, I can bulk prep, I don't mind having Mm -hmm. food in the fridge and and reheating it or whatever, and some people love variety, some people are prepared to eat the same thing over and over and over again, some people are somewhere in between, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. if you look at some of the the research that's out there from a lot of the top guys that I follow, when they look at successful, people who have lost weight and kept it up successfully, one of the common factors is that people who tend to do that Don't eat too much of a variety of meals you know Mm. so that's not to say that you have to have the same chicken salad every day for the rest of your life but as Eric mentioned they've got a couple of go-tos that are their kind of staple um you know things that they do
0: yes I mean I typically like when I get into our meal we're going to actually talk about meal planning next but um In fact, let's just do that. Like, let's say, okay, you've you've chosen your foods from the food list that you like and you actually will eat. You've got an idea what a healthy meal template looks like for you that you can use to construct your meals. You've used that meal template to create a collection of go-to healthy meals or a top hit stack of meals for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, when it comes to meal planning, the interesting thing is you don't need to have a plan 24-7. It can be helpful. Um, but you don't always need it. Like for me, I'll go through phases where I, some like, I often use meal planning, a rough meal plan as a, as a guideline for shopping. So Mm -hmm. we will usually sit down on a Sunday and we will draw up two weeks worth of, um, lunches and dinners. And it's very rough guidelines. If if we hit those that plan 70% of the time, we're happy. But the idea is it helps us just, know in the next two weeks what foods we most likely need in the house to yeah. eat this way and that makes a big difference we go to the shops once every two weeks for that kind of thing we stock up on those essentials and then we maybe once we go to the shops to pick up any individual things but the idea here is like you don't need a meal plan for every single day like we don't plan breakfast but we we don't feel the yeah. need to because for us breakfast is it's a smoothie or it's eggs and toast or it's yeah. protein oats or it's, some, or it's not even there's no breakfast or, or it's yogurt whatever like yeah. Yeah. we don't feel the need to plan that we always have those staple ingredients lunches and dinners are often leftovers like we often make something for dinner and we eat it the next day as a leftover for lunch and then next day we'll make something for dinner eat it the next day for lunch and so on and so forth that works very well too um and often we just freeze stuff like if we if we feel like we don't actually feel like eating this right now we'll freeze it it make something else and then put out the freezer a bit later so the idea here though is to think about what do you plan to eat and when and and when do you need to plan for I mean for some people like very very often people won't plan their weekends understandably yeah. there's less structure on the weekends they're planned and more varied um, I think it's good to kind of schedule at least one or two healthy meals for the weekend to kind of anchor your weekend to a healthy yeah. kind of anchor um, I think not you know,
1: planning that, the weekends what what causes people to stumble quite
0: often. Mm, so for, for us, we'll often plan like a, a healthy Saturday dinner and a healthy yeah. Sunday breakfast. And then Sundays usually, Sunday evening is usually a bribe. That kind of like most of the meals planned help us stay on track. But um, the idea here is once you have your, your meal menu of go-to foods, go and plot those, those meals into a two-week plan for yourself. Even if it's only... 60 70% of the time of the meals, and even if you only hit those 60 or 70% of the time, it's a lot better than having no plan at all. And it, 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 it makes meal planning simple, right? People overthink meal planning,
1: yeah. And, um, and, and you can also be flexible with it. I mean, for example, yeah. like today, I was planning on having a tuna salad for lunch, but yeah, things got, things got away from me. Um, I've just been quite busy and I didn't feel like taking the time to do that. And I wasn't even that hungry, but then, yeah. you know, I just I often, I just have some staples, um, other things which I can easily have. So for example, you know, that, uh, that cracker bread is very low calories, the rye one. Mm. And yeah. I have fat and I have fat free cottage cheese in my fridge. So like, I just thought, you know what, today, all i got the time and the energy to do is just have like a couple of those with some fat free cottage cheese on and that's that's my lunch and now you know that wouldn't be an ideal lunch if that was what i was doing on a daily basis but you know once in a while it's good to have those kind of go-tos and like one thing that i yeah. like kind of my clients and you've, you've mentioned it also um partially is it's really good to have a bunch of staples that have like a longer shelf life so yeah. you know things like you know some cans of tuna or even things like you know in fact you know cottage cheese actually you know, can be in your fridge for like quite a fair amount of time. Um, yeah. You know, so, so or as you've mentioned, Eric, frozen veg, you know, I also mm. like to keep some frozen veg just in case um, I just yeah. manage to get some fresh produce. So, mm. you know, eggs can last for a while. Boiled eggs can last for a week um, once you've made them, as long as you don't uh, peel them. Um, so, you know, oats um, or you know, something like future life or whatever, you know, you can have in your cupboard for a while. So always have like a bunch of options in your plan that are, or they don't even have to be in your plan, but have a bunch of options that have a fairly long shelf life. Um yeah. One good strategy. And the other strategy mm-hmm. that I like is when people do get, um, you know, stuck and needing convenience is have some go-tos at the stores you normally frequent that you know are good choices. You know, mm. so, you know, if you shop at Checkers or at Willys or Pick and Pay or whatever, identify some of the convenience items that you know are going to be reasonable choices for you. For example, my one client at the moment, she said every now and then when she's just too tired to cook, she's a single mom, uh, her and the boys like these fish cakes that they do at Willys. Now, you know, I mean, obviously that fish cake might not be the most ideal meal, but it's a... It's better than her ordering McDonald's for the family, and yeah. it's quick and easy. It's quick and easy for her. So, I think yeah. that's also something that people should have. There's all these tiers. There's your meal planning, which is your ideal. Then there's having mm. some staples that you can go to, and then there's having yeah. you know what are convenience options that aren't too bad.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I think that's exactly it. I mean, yeah, and I, I think as you go through life, you decide how strict you need to follow your meal plan and how not so strict. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to at least have some intention of what you should be eating. It's like the same yeah. as people who go, yeah, every Monday I go to gym. Like Monday is a gym day for me. Now, yeah. there, there may be some Mondays where something comes up and you, you simply can't make it to gym. But they, yeah. people who have that opinion that Monday is a gym day for them most likely go to gym a lot more often than people who go, uh, I'll decide today if I feel like going to gym or not. Yeah. Um Good point. It's it's about having intention.
1: I think that's a very good point because, you know, there's that meme where um, there's an image where it's basically like making fun of the fact that people, you know, all the expensive groceries go to waste while they buy takeaways. And, you know, I've done that in the past when I was in corporate when I had good intentions. You know, you buy a fridge full of fresh produce and Mm. then you end up on, 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 on Uber Eats anyway because you had a bad day. And so yeah. I agree with what you're saying, you know, if you're going to be intentional and say, you know what, like Monday's a gym day, if Monday is going to be a chicken and veg and potato night, then like stick with that and, yeah. you know, don't, don't waste that food and and do it.
0: And like, I like when you say that growing up, you, your, your family used to know roughly like chicken is on Tuesdays, beef is on Wednesday or whatever that like people often do the meatless Mondays. And I think that's yeah. a, it's, it's a great thing to play with. It keeps things interesting. It, it does help um, reduce your protein intake and, and raise um, awareness for eating less meat. Um, but it's also just a great way to to anchor Monday is meatless Monday, and we're gonna have. And normally, it's a healthy meal. Um, it doesn't yeah. have to be, but um, the intention is every Monday we're gonna have a meatless Monday. Now, maybe you only do it ninety percent of the time or eighty percent of the time, but yeah. having that intention there means that you're going to do it more often than not. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah. another strategy, which uh, my fiance and I use sometimes, which might be helpful to people listening is, you know, because people struggle so much on the weekend and Fridays and Saturdays, you tend to like want to go more towards fun foods. Um, yeah. What I found is if I actually plan a meal on a Saturday night, which you know, is is like more orange as we said. It's all kind of like, it's not the worst thing that I could do, but it's not yeah. the best deal in the world. So, for example, you know, Willys do these chicken skewers um, and mm. they've got their oven chips, like steakhouse oven chips. And actually, yeah. their oven chips, um, if baked or done in an air fryer, aren't that many calories, as long as you don't have too many and, and, and you drive <laughs> them into one sauce. But the point yeah. is, is like... If I know that on Saturday night I'm gonna have those Woolies, chicken skewers, and oven chips, then it almost feels like a it almost feels like a treat or a cheat. Yeah. But yeah. It, but it's not so bad. I mean it's home cooked. It's really not like as bad as going out to a restaurant or getting takeaways. And then that helps mm. me add some structure to the weekend. It's enjoyable. Yeah. So, you know, I think if you can find better or maybe, you know, make burgers at homemade burgers with the family, it's better That's than you know. Food. Yeah, exactly. So those are the kind of things that people can do on the weekend to add a bit of structure and planning, but, you know, it just doesn't feel like a Monday night, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, again, it's, it's almost utilizing the the continuum of the food list where you have the eat more, eat some, eat less kind of food. Same for the meals. I mean, your homemade burgers or homemade, um, you know, chips and chicken schnitzel or, or, or um, chicken skewers is... Yeah. A lot healthier than the restaurant equivalent of that um yeah, yeah. for we for, for us we we don't tend to like eating fish that much um especially hake it's quite bland but it's yeah. but we do try and include in fish when we can so often we will pair fish with a slightly more fun food like we'll make homemade um potato chips in the air fryer and it just it just makes it a bit more fun um, while still being healthy enough, yeah. Part of the meal was green list. Part of the meal was orange list. It worked out quite well, um, and yeah. So that's that's the food list. That's the the meal template. That's the meal menu. That's the meal planning approach. Yeah. Um, yeah. next up is kind of calories. Uh, calorie control, portion control. Um, you know, we talked a bit about calories throughout this podcast, and I think we actually at 50 minutes into the podcast, so we should try and wrap up fairly quickly. But um. At Sleekly, we do believe that calories are important. Um, if you're trying to lose weight, you generally need to be in a calorie deficit. If you're trying to gain weight, you need to be a calorie surplus. And there are different ways to reduce your calories. You know, we have certain habits like eating slowly, eating to every extent full, focusing on protein and loading up on veg first before you add in your carbs and fats. Those are all strategies that help you reduce your calories and uh, work calorie um, control. My advice to people is to... Go to a calorie calculator website and actually plug in their their age, their height, their weight, their activity level, et cetera, and get a rough idea of um, how many calories they should be eating to lose weight or to maintain their weight. And get a basic understanding of what calories are and what different macronutrients are and how you can identify those in various common foods. But then with that knowledge, have a look at the Sleeky Portion Control Guide. You can Google it, Sleeky Portion Control Guide. We use uh, hand-sized portion controls. So, protein we aim for a palm of protein. Um, For veg, we aim for a fist of veg, fist-sized portion of veg. For carbs, it's a a cupped handful of veg, just what fits in the the cup part of your hand. And for fats, we work on a thumb-sized portion of fat. And using these, um, you can kind of in in the in the, the portion control guideline, we talk about how many. Grams of protein, carbs, fats, etc., are generally in those portions. But um, most of the time, men will, will aim for like two portions or two to three portions of protein per meal, two to three portions of um, carbs, two to three portions of fat, and then about four fists of veg. And women, it's usually between one and two portions of each. Uh, it works quite well because your your hands, like if you're a bigger guy or a bigger woman, you generally have larger hands. If you're a smaller guy or a smaller woman, you normally have smaller hands. So it's quite easy, especially at like a restaurant or a friend's house. Like, okay, well, I need to have two palms of protein. Let me get like two of these little small chicken breasts over here. Or let, yeah. if I have two cupped hands of carbs, let me serve like, you know, a, a fairly small serving of rice and a fairly small serving of couscous or something like that. Um, put something in perspective, because, you know, if you have two
1: cupped hands, two small, cups hands of pasta I mean that's probably like not much yeah it's way way less than what people would have if they had a bowl of pasta
0: exactly into perspective Um, exactly exactly it's not an exact science but it simplifies things a lot
1: yeah because I think you know like we always say you know counting calories is not always the the best easiest thing to do the calories count so I see value in people understanding like I always think everyone should try and count calories for a short period just to understand Mm. food better. Even though, you know, it's not practical to spend the rest of your life weighing and measuring food, which is why it's not our primary method at Sleep Geek. But, you know, I don't mind that we've spent, like, the bulk of this podcast on the food list and the meal templates, etc. Because I think ultimately most people's problems at the start is what they should be eating and how to construct meals. And then I think from there, Dial in your portion sizes and you can dial in your quantities. um, If you're not not reaching your goals, Um, I mean, one thing we didn't say is you know, we we stress a lot with the food list that you know, pick the foods you enjoy, but I think it's also an opportunity for people to experiment with other foods that they haven't tried. Um, Because sometimes, you know, whenever whenever we're embarking on a diet or healthy living, people's mindset is what can we take away or remove, and like, Mm. you know, rather than having a mindset of what can I add. You know, yeah, can I add to my nutrition right now? Maybe Eat I need more. to add yeah. more veggies. Maybe I need, you yeah. know, so, so absolutely. But, um, you know, obviously, this is a general podcast. We can't give people, um, you know, prescriptions, you know, individually for their portions, etc. So, as Eric said, you can visit our nutrition guide. It's free online. You can just go to A forward slash go, and that'll take you straight to our nutrition guide. Um, and in there, you've got um, our guide on portions. But mm. absolutely. Uh, if you're not losing weight, it really does come down to your your portions. Um, and yeah. you know, the quantities you're eating of certain food groups.
0: And we've got a lot more that comes into this um, nutrition blueprint that will kind of leave it as a surprise for the challenge to do sign up for the eight week challenge coming up. Uh, we wanna dive into, you know, like what what kind of drinks should you aim for, how do you put all this together into an actual plan? How do you design your environment? How do you Organize your kitchen to help you keep on track. How do you shop for healthy food? How do you shop and eat healthy on a budget? All these kind of things that we're going to add into the nutrition blueprint as well. Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, I, I think we've covered everything for now. I'm happy with it. Um, anything else do you want to add?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, just to expand on the on the calorie side of things, I think it's, it's important that people understand, you know, we take for granted that a lot of people just really don't understand how high calorie junk foods are. And, yeah. you know, for example, I saw a little I saw a little video, someone posted on the group the other day where they took this jar and they filled it up with a hundred calories worth of different foods, like broccoli, mm. chicken, whatever. And, you know, as soon as it's like anything like sweets or, you know, Smarties or whatever, it's like a handful of Smarties, like a hundred calories versus a whole yeah. jar full of, um, you know, healthy foods. So I think yeah. people just need to keep in mind that you can actually, I mean, sometimes I'll have a whole plate of food, you know, and I'll have fish and I'll have potato and I'll have veg or whatever. And it's only like, you know, it's probably not that much calories more than like a, a bowl and chocolate. And I look mm. at that and I think, I think if people understood this, then they'd realize that you don't have to starve yourself in order to yeah. lose weight. Um, mm. it's, you know, you can, you can eat good healthy foods and still stay within your, your calorie, um, kind of like limits so Feelful. anyway yeah. but as you say we're not going to go too much into that hopefully we've wet people's appetite enough to explore more and uh, we've given them enough useful information I hope you've just taken away one thing in this podcast that's going to help you on your journey that's what we're here to do um, It's to mm. help you improve your life to you eat better
0: Yeah.
1: and yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks Eric that was, that was yeah. fun
0: you too alright cheers Alan and cheers everyone right. see you next week yeah, see you at the bachelors
1: haha
0: Yeah.